Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story your way in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, You even get editing experiences in there because, of course, editing is part of the writing journey, right? So, yes, we talk about all those things and more. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea. I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and I guarantee you, I eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. For all our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you and we thank you for all the support, the questions that you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey and promote their books, brands, and their businesses. If you would like to be a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information. And also, please don't forget to follow us on Spotify and all the other listening streaming platforms. All you got to do is click the follow or subscribe slash notify button so that you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. And of course, if you've got a favorite author, writer that you want to support, that's why you got to follow too, so that when their episodes drop, you are in the know. Okay, so thank you so much. We appreciate it. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome listeners. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in for another amazing episode of Women Winning at Writing. And I am so excited that you have tuned in for today's episode. And of course, we have another amazing woman who is winning at writing and she is doing amazing. And so how many of y'all have been through divorce? And I know that's something that's not the most positive thing to talk about. Well, let me take that back. Some of y'all out there throwing divorce parties and whatnot. So for some of y'all, divorce is like the best thing that ever happened to you. (laughs) But at the end of the day, divorce is not pretty. It's not, excuse me, it's not seen as pretty because it can get very ugly in between the husband and the wife and, uh, you know, other family members, the kids, whoever is affected by this union that was not successful. So our guest on today has written a book about divorce, um, her own divorce, and she shares, she's going to share with us what her experience was like and not just the book itself and the experience but she's also going to talk about the editing process and what that was like because again as I said editing is a part of the writing process and hopefully all of you listening have if you've written a book you understand what we're talking about when we say editing is important and so again my guest on today Y'all, she's just amazing. Um, We have spoken a few times prior to her recording our interview for today. And, you know, I've just learned so much from her just from 
our few little chats that we've had. So I know that you all are in for a treat. Um, I'll tell you just a little bit about her and then I'm going to give her the microphone and let her just have at it. But she is not only an author, but she's also a speaker and a coach. She's a wife. She's a mother. And she's also a grandmother. But if y'all look at it, she don't look like no grandmother. I don't know who she fooling, but okay, we gonna, we gonna let her tell it that she a grandmother. But anywho, <laughs> she has spent the past over the past 20 years as an educator and her goal is to just continue inspiring motivating not just the children that she has worked with but also everyone that comes into her life so I would love for you all to please help me give a very warm welcome to Marie Mosley welcome Marie Hi, Chelsea. How are you? I am and wonderful. hi, audience. <laughs> I am wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us for a little bit on today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm a little bit, I know you can hear my voice. I'm a little congested, but I'm here. I'm excited and I'm amped up. So that's all that matters. That's right. That's it. That's it. So we're just going to dive right in. So let's go ahead and get started. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your book. Okay, so uh, you as you already eloquently said, I am a ed- uh, I've been in education since I was about it's got it's well over twenty five years now. I've been a teacher, a sub, a gym teacher. I've worked with the SPEDED population, and um, my last tenure was as a guidance counselor, which I loved most of all because I got to help kids and and you know help change behaviors and impact their lives. Um, I'm a mother of four. I had my first child when I was 14 years old. Um, wow. All four of my children are now adults. My The last one has started, one, yesterday he started his first day of his senior year of college. Oh, wow. He's already been given an offer for a job after college. Um, yeah, so I'm an empty nester. So me and my husband is figuring ourselves out. How do we, how do we love each other now? Do you really, cause that's really, I'm telling you, that's really the test of whether people really, really love each other. When, when the house is empty and you guys don't have them same, um, them same common things that you're fighting for, right? So you're trying to raise the kids, you're trying to raise them right. You're trying to make sure everything is right with the kids. Once the kids are going, what do you really have with your partner? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still, you know, you guys still on fire? Are you still crazy about each other? Can y'all two just live together, just you and that person? And um, so, and I also became an empty nester two days. So my son went off to college on a Wednesday, and my mom, whom I was a caregiver, she passed away that Friday. So it was just a lot to contend with. I can't, I became a real, real empty nester, just me and my husband and our and our dog. So um, yeah, and I'm just finally, I'm finally settling into that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm finally settling into that, and it's good as well. You know, we we still here holding strong, taking care of one each, one another, and um, yeah, and that's about it. And yeah, my book is called Pretty Divorce. Um, how to sever how to how to sever an a toxic union mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and create an illuminated future. And so 
it was it was set to be a how-to book but i spoke with someone that said you don't have you know you should have made it like questions and a space for them to answer and i re- i really should have and i might re i might redo the book a little bit re-edit it and um put that in there but i think that as as I was writing my through my process, I was asking the questions. I was saying, ask yourself this. Ask yourself, like, throughout the book as I talked about a topic. So I think that that's why I was, um, I had it the way I did have it. And I can't wait until we talk about the editing process. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to uh, answer a lot of questions as to why it didn't end up the way, you know, with, with questions and pages and things like that for people to be able to write in. But um, writing the book was exciting. It's about, it's just, just a true story. It's my truth. It's my journey. You know, I'm finding out. I'm finding out now that some people are not happy about my truth. Mm. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is, like, right now, someone could be writing a book about me. So I would need to present myself well and not do mean and malicious things to people if I don't want them to one day go and tell the story. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I do. I understand what you're saying for sure. Well, what inspired you to tell the story? So I've always wanted to write a book. I, I've always seen myself sitting, to be honest, sitting on Oprah's couch. I've always had that vision, like, oh, I'm gonna write me a book, and I'm gonna get to be, you know, I'm gonna be get to be the person whose book is the is the monthly read for mm-hmm. her book club, and then yeah. I'm gonna sit on that couch because yeah. she gonna want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because me and my ex husband. We were, he's only, he's only a year older than me. Mm-hmm. And we were really doing our thing as, as parents to, with our kids. Mm-hmm. Although everything else was toxic between him and I. And so I thought in there lied the story. Like that was the story. How two teenagers came together. They had a kid, wasn't planned, but they made something great of themselves. Mm-hmm. And once the once it was over, I really didn't think there was a story. You know, I thought I was like I thought the story died with the marriage. Mm. And um, but when we went into quarantine, um, having some downtime, I started dibbling dabbling with my writing. You know, dibbling dabbling with my writing, and then I took this coaching program and the, the um. The, the the coach was explaining how you could use your book, you know, how to write a book so you could give them something. She was just mainly focusing on like writing a small ebook. She was like, write a small ebook and then you'll be able to, you know, have something to offer to people. And then, you know, you can write a bigger book later. Don't worry about the bigger book. But as time kept on, you know, kept progressing, I was I was writing the book. Like I was legitimately writing the book. And it took me it took me a couple of years because I kept walking away from it because writing makes you relive. Yes. You have to you have to touch you have to touch those sore spots and those harsh memories and you know all of these things that don't make you feel so well. So I would write a little bit and walk away from it. And write a little bit and then walk away from it. And then I um I saw my coach. Well, my publisher, 
my publisher, he was also a coach who had a publishing business. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention his name because I don't know what's going on right now, but he was he was he was a really cool guy. He he helped a lot of people. He helped a lot of people. And so out of that I want to respect and honor him. Um but I still will be honest about my process when it comes to the editing. Sure. sure. Uh, and so he um you know he I talked to him and he kind of gave me he kind of gave me the courage I needed to stop playing around with it. Because I realized that even in the time that I was taking to write it, although I was hitting some pain points of mine, I also was procrastinating because I was really deep down inside of myself. Like, are you really going to say this stuff? Are you really going to like put this out there and tell the world the things that only you, that person and God knows and I still didn't put, I still really didn't put it all in the book. I still really didn't. Oh, wow. I really, I still left some things out. Um, and you know, when you're telling your truth, that is something that, that you battle with. You know, how much do mm-hmm. I tell? How much do I leave, you know, leave out? Um, Absolutely. It, because you want to be transparent. But like you said, at the same token, you still want to protect the privacy, you know, the confidentiality of some people in some situations. Yep. And you and you don't want your your children already have a um have a kind of skewed view of the other parent. You don't want to really demolish the 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 way they see this person you know what I mean you want to kind of leave that between them him and the Lord you know you want to let them figure those things out by themselves knowing that the, knowing the possibility of them reading some of this stuff would, would could damage it even further you think about it because you do have a heart you know what I'm saying you do have a heart and you don't want to you still even even though this person has been horrible to you you still kind of just don't want to be downright disgusting and put they whole put yeah. everything about them out there you right, know right yeah I get um, what you're so so that's that's something I had to toil with like do I do I tell it all like really tell it all or do I you know so I told I told enough I told enough to help the people that I was trying to help you know, because uh, I wanted I wanted women to not be stuck in the foolishness of I can't make it without this person or we've been together for so long because him and I were together for 25 years. That's a all lot of time. my teens, all of my 20s and a majority of my 30s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a lot to tell, first of all. And so you just had to kind of pick pick and choose what what needed to be said and so I decided on what you know a lot of things that women go through that really needed to be addressed mm-hmm. and um and that's what I that's what I talked about you know those are the things that I talked about yeah and that's good yeah. and so you know um 
just kudos to you for being able to stand in your truth and stepping out, you know, to take that chance and to share your story. Because when you tell what happened to you, you never know who needed to hear that because they mm-hmm. may be experiencing the same thing. And now you have just inspired, you know, encouraged um, them to go ahead and step out and tell their story. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love that. So now you already said you can't wait to talk about this editing process. So we're going to dive right in. So go on and tell us, come on, what was the editing process like? <laughs> so I want to say to anybody that's writing a book, because, okay, I've been told by a professor of mine that I write the way I speak. Mm-hmm. So when usually if when I write, if you read what I'm writing, it's as though you're sitting down having a conversation with me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is how it should be. It, it, it draws you in. It's like somebody's literally sitting there talking with you. And so... When I was going through, when I started going through my editing process, like I said, I loved my publisher. He was, he was, a, he was a really dope coach, and he gave you. He he was he was really good at what he does as far as publishing mm-hmm. and drawing out ideas with you and and helping with book cover and helping you get like tweak your name, you know, things of that nature. Um, but behind the scenes within his company you come to learn like and I don't know the best way to say this but it's a lot of it's a lot of people that might not necessarily have English as their first language thank you Lord that was the best way to say it so they might not you know they might not have English as their first language so However, they've learned English. They've learned English in a more proper way than we speak English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being that writing is your voice and your sound, you have to own that editing process. Depending on who you are allowing to edit this book, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. before you know it, your little colloquialisms and your your slang and stuff that's familiar to your audience is being wiped out. Yeah, yeah. And you're in a battle of no. I said what I said, and I mean that, and I'm leaving it just the way it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and is that and what, it's just what, is that what you experienced? They were kind of going back and forth with you on how you should say say something absolutely like oh well no you don't say it this way you have to say no I'm saying and, and at first at first I'm not gonna lie at first I I changed some stuff right I changed some things mm-hmm. but then what ended up happening was my coach did a book club utilizing his book trying to teach the writing process right so when I read the first chapter of his book, I said, wait a minute. This sounds like him. Like this sounds like he wrote this book. He had his he had his Detroit slang in there and everything. I was like, wait, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. This don't this don't work for me. So I, I set up a meeting with him and I was like, I said, wait a minute. I said, you know, 
when I read your book, it sounds just like you. And he was like, yeah, I know. You know, he was like, thank you. That's good. That's that's a compliment. I said, but I'm sitting here with this person that works for you. And they're changing everything that I say. That is not like perfect English. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, hold up. He was like, no, 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 no. He said, you don't allow that. He was like, don't, don't do that. He was like, so then he told me a story about him going through the same thing with a woman. The first time he had his book edited, it was a woman that, cause he's like, he's, he's a young guy. He's mm-hmm. in, in his thirties still. He's in his late thirties right now. And he, his book came out about maybe six, six, seven years ago. But the lady was like in her 60s and she was just, you know, she wasn't different generation. She spoke differently. She just was not understanding like you can't talk like this. And so he said he found somebody that understood what he was trying to say. Go and leave him alone and don't go back and forth with him. Mm -hmm. And but just help with the editing process, you know. Um, so I was like, wow, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then I, it gave me, it gave me like the, cause I, I, you know what? I can be, I can be, I can be defensive. I can be aggressive. And I've been working on that stuff over the years. But however, it makes me, it, it, it makes me a little more passive these days, mm-hmm. which I have to find a balance where I'm standing up for what really needs to be stood up for and I'm not just going ham on every other corner you know what I'm saying so I try not to be combative with her about what I'm trying to say here but after speaking to him it made me stand very firm on I'm not changing nothing I'm not everything that I already changed guess what I went back and I fixed it the way I wanted it and I stood my ground. I stood my ground. Good, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. However, the book came out. It was mine to to deal with. However, it came out, and that I was I was owning it. I wanted to own it all. I didn't want to feel like I left anything to chance and left it to somebody else to decide how I was conveying what I want, what I needed to say. So. I just stood my ground and I had to, but that woman was not, she was, she was putting, and she was putting everything in like the King's English, Mm -hmm. like British, like that's how she was speaking. So I don't know. I'm not particularly sure exactly what country she came from, but she, but be English being her second language. She learned English in like a proper English way that we don't speak that way. We we speak proper, but we don't speak English the same way the British speak English, and that's the way she seems to have learned English. Mm-hmm. And she was she was changing my book to sound like that. And I was just like, no, this I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to stand firm on it, and you have to not allow somebody to change your voice, right, right, at all. Yep, at all. And I agree with you. Yep. Your words should be able to stay authentic, you know, to you mm-hmm. and how you want to experience it. So when you were going through everything, did you tell the editor, hey, I meant to say this like this. I wanted to stay 
you know, this way and that way. Did she understand that? Part? Absolutely. You you know how you know how um in 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 word you get to you get to put a comment next to the corrections. I will put there. This is a slang that's known to to my culture. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Like you know what I'm saying. I would I was giving her hopefully educating her a little bit as well on the way mm-hmm. to let her know that um this might not make sense to you but it will to my audience you know this is this and i i put no i'm leaving it just the way it's the way i said it is the way because i said something like i said something to the point like um something burnt my biscuits do you know what that do you understand what that means <laughs> yeah she didn't get it she really? was like she oh, was like wow. so you had to she's explain like, that to her yeah she was like I don't she was like what does burnt biscuits have to do with what you're trying to say <laughs> so I had to tell her oh it means like um, it like it upset me it made me mad yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. that got me hot you know what mm-hmm. but stuff like that stuff like simple to me it's simple to me my audience is gonna read that and be like oh that made her mad and then even with context clues as an educator whatever's around the word can give you some context as to what i'm trying to say but it was but when people have a um second language barrier it's they don't it really is hard to penetrate that so yes it is and I understand that. I understand that as an educator. Mm-hmm. So I had to. I had to take my um my writer hat off and educate in those moments. And that's what of, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't just go. No, I'm not. Like, no, I'm leaving that. Or no, you know, like that. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or don't change it when she tried to correct it. I did explain to her that this is you know this is why I'm saying this and this is what this means and this is slang and stuff like that so mm-hmm. and, and yeah so I, mm-hmm. too is cultural differences absolutely and sometimes I know I had that experience myself if they don't understand the culture that you're writing about you know then what is common and that's supposed to be there there may they may not understand it or even environmental you know like you're in new york so if you put in um an example let's say of something that happens within new york and that's common uh, to a new yorker then instead of saying oh no you didn't say that right how about asking is this common for the new york area you know is this something that um that that they would do in the new york area and then you'll be able to explain it because okay that's fine you can get it she's not from new york she wouldn't know but instead of saying oh you need to correct it because it's wrong no let's look into this a little more so you can get a better understanding but this is this is the thing right i feel like somehow I feel like somehow when you're editing someone else's work, it gives you a fee- some people. It will give them a, a feeling of superiority to tell the person you're wrong. Like I'm editing, I'm I'm rewriting or or changing this because you don't really know how to speak or you don't know how to write it or you know what I mean? Because I didn't need a lot of commas and and fixing of words that 
that I spelled wrong. You know, I know how I know there, there, and there. You know what I mean? She didn't have those issues, but wherever she saw something that was a cultural difference or slang, or it, she just simply say this is wrong, and I and I accepted it because. But let me tell you something. What I looked for in the editor. I'm gonna be honest. I did it myself. Yeah, yeah. I end up doing it myself because what I wanted her to do was, I want because I had been writing this chapter and taking this out and adding this in it, highlighting this to see if I still wanted to use it and doing all of this. I had did it so much that my brain was like scrambled. I had read it so much, <laughs> yeah. so I was just like, Lord, can this person just go through it? And, and fix my flow and make sure that if I did, did I repeat anything, mm-hmm. you know, move this here, take this there. She didn't do any of that. She didn't do any of that. She didn't do any of that for me. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I paid you what for what? Yeah. And we just did, I just did an episode not too long ago on the editing process and Mm-hmm. This is so good that you shared this because um, we don't talk about editing enough. I would like to talk about it more <laughs> on the show. So <laughs> listeners, uh, stay tuned. There's going to be more editing talk <laughs> on the mm-hmm. episodes. But these are the things that um, these are the things that that writers experience sometimes. And mm-hmm. you can have amazing editing experiences, and you can have the nightmares. And you know the fact that you pay someone and then you still had to go through. And do it yourself. That's a nightmare. That's yep. you know something that you yep. want to avoid. However, again, I'm so thankful that you shared that part. And at the end of the day, yes, your book is out. Even though you said I still wanted this in there, or I wanted to add this or do that. So that's something that can happen too when the editing is not done correctly. Now you got to go back and either put your book out not how you want it to be, or you got to do maybe a workbook or you got to do something separate that you hadn't even thought about doing just to add in this information that should have been in there from the beginning exactly and that that's my point i'm i felt like an editor is working hand in hand with me right Mm -hmm. and then and the editor is saying all right marie i see the title of your book and I see you got some questions within your book, but how about you put some lines and some some questions? Like just ask two little questions at the end of each chapter, so and put some lines in so people can work, you know, write in their notes and stuff, and it'll all be in one space for them. Like I thought, I thought that that's what I thought an editor did. So when I went into the when I went into the, and I'm gonna tell you the reason for me that it was a nightmare. The whole editing process is because I had to, like I said, keep rereading it. And so sometimes when I received it back, I didn't look at it for three weeks because I'm like, here I go. I got to read this book again. (laughs) And I don't really want to. No, I don't really want to read it again. Right. I don't really want my, you know, I don't really want my, I have to cry a little bit today and get myself together again. And don't relive the memory. Like I was just like, right, right. I was like, this is this is too much. I just need this to be over, and so I could get this book out, and that's it. Because because I'm like, is my courage going to stand up to what's going on in editing? You feel what I'm saying? I already got the courage to go ahead and do this. 
now taking this this amount of time to go through this editing process am i still going to have the courage to publish and put it out there for the world to read right so it's just like come on you know so but yeah definitely it's good i i really thought the editor would would look at it and be like yeah you know what you can add this you, you can put that all she basically did was just go through and find what she felt was wrong she didn't give no mate she I, she never gave me any major suggestions um anything so i just i really didn't feel like i felt like and and to be honest my girlfriend is a eighth grade teacher i wanted her to edit my book i wanted her to do it <laughs> she's a writer no i'm serious she's a writer she's a great eighth grade ela teacher but she's phenomenal this this girl is smart she she's um she's disabled she has but she um from from so from the neck down she's disabled but she from the head up from the neck up that girl is super dope smart and intelligent like she's the best teacher in the school i worked at Mm, you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. she ain't no joke she's not no joke she she is not no joke she just finished she just finished working for harvard for this summer oh that's wonderful okay like she's not a game and that's who i wanted to edit my book i wanted her to do it but she was busy with her own project and i just you know yeah. sometimes you can't wait you gotta move on and do what you gotta do you know i do understand but, um, that but before we wrap up what is one thing that you would say to our listeners when they're looking for an editor I would really, really. This is this is kind of the new thing that everybody does. If 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 they have reviews, I would read some of their reviews. I would, um, you know, I would talk. I would have and get. Oh, before I go, can I say one thing, please? Oh, sure. Yes, yes. I never had a personal conversation with this person. Mm. I never met her. Everything was through email, okay. which I hated. Okay. Everything was through. so I never got to speak to her. I never got to talk to you know, hear her tone, hear her voice. I never got to really talk to her and say, listen, you know, you know what, talk to me about your how what type of editor you are. So I don't I don't want to go through that process again because I'm gonna write an, another couple of books, but I don't want to go through that. I don't want to email people. I don't care what technology is. I don't care how people have changed their business practices and everything is online now. There's still some traditional people out there that are willing to talk to you. You know, at least talk to you about your book. Hear about what it is you're trying to say. Yes. What are you trying to convey? Mm-hmm. What is your message? Who are you trying to reach? Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I want to speak to that. I want to speak to somebody. Right, right. So I would, I would, that's my advice is all of this. Oh, everything is online. Just email me and I'll email you back and you can wait four or five days for me to email you and all of this stuff. I will, I don't, I'm not ever going to participate in that again. Yeah. Or I just won't write the book. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want to, I want to, I want to talk to somebody. I no, want to hear what yeah. they have to say. I want to hear that they understand me, mm-hmm. understand where I'm coming from. And that they somehow even 
under like a group not agree you know what i'm saying like oh wait a minute i see where you're going with this i see what you're trying to say oh yeah yeah listen you know what did you ever think about adding this in there and oh because if you add that that might help enhance it i didn't get any of that yeah everything you see in that book came from me i didn't get no help no no additions no you know this will help it flow better if you said it like this or said this i didn't get any of that and that was, and that's, so, a, that's an excellent point that you bring up yeah i i think that it's very very good and i recommend that to my clients as well talk to them first don't just go with like you said the email but mm-hmm. yeah talk to them find out yep. if they are you know um who they understand your idea like you said and what you're, mm-hmm. where you're trying to go what is your vision for the book yep. and yeah definitely I do agree I definitely yep. agree yes I, all I, all that happened to me was I got with the publisher and he assigned me somebody and that was it She oh she he assigned me and then she was gonna email me and that was it and I you know, this is my first book I'm seeing like maybe this can work I will see but by the end of the process, I was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna do that again." Yeah. Especially when I pay when I pay money, the amount of money I pay, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not gonna do it. I agree. And I'll you know so, but I, I'm so I'll be looking for a new editor. Wink, wink, Miss um, <laughs> Chelsea. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm on it. Got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> well thank you so much for being our guest on today we have literally run out of time but this has been so enlightening and i just thank you so much for sharing your experience because trust me you sharing this is going to help so many of the listeners because it's the it's the the truth like you say standing in your truth this was the experience Uh you had and this is the suggestion that you would give you know and we all have different experiences so listeners if you have had an editing experience if there's something that you would like to share with the women winning it writing audience please hit me up please let us know we would love to talk with you and and find out your story and let's talk about it because we want all of you to win at writing like that's what we are here for and so when we share things like this this is what helps you to win okay so marie thank you again um any last words uh matter of fact how can listeners get in touch with you so they can get a copy of the book Oh, okay. So the book is on sale at theprettydivorce.com. And the next couple of weeks, I am going to um, upload it on Amazon as well. But for now, it's at theprettydivorce.com. Um, I am on Instagram as marie.d.mosley. On Facebook, I have two pages, Marie Mosley. You'll find one or both there. Um, I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn, but I'm not very active. I'm, I'm not very active on my social media. I'm going to get better, I promise. Uh, but those, that's, those are the ways. And just my name, you'll find me. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure to put all of her contact information on the episode notes so you can click on the link and get a copy of her book. And Marie, thank you again for being our guest. We have had an amazing time. And as like I said before, thank you for sharing um, your writing experience because this is super, super important to let other people know what's going on out there in the world of writing and editing. (laughs) And Uh Listeners, until next time, 
Keep winning at writing. Everyone be blessed. Bye for now.